to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your host, Tim and Julie Harris. <laughs> Julie, I have a lot going in, uh, on at the office today. Um, I'm going to share with you guys some of those things. Um, and we've been getting – Julie and I mentioned on the podcast a few days ago that our 26th wedding anniversary is this Friday. And some of you actually were listening and had sent us some very nice emails. And I want to just start out by saying, received, acknowledged, and we sincerely thank you. Um, yeah, so Julie and I got married when we were, we were high school sweethearts. Uh, you know, we don't like talking about ourselves, as you guys know, but we were high school sweethearts. We got married when we were 20 and 21. You know, we got in, in, in basically started investing in real estate right when we got married. So, yeah, that's something, again, we don't even talk about that in our book. So I'm just sharing that with all of the, you know, thousands, the tens of thousands of you guys who are listening to our podcast. And so here's what I want you guys to do for our anniversary. There's over thousands of you that have purchased the book, Harris Rules, on Amazon. It's number one bestseller. It's five-star rated. Thank you very much. But that means so far we have 95 five-star reviews. Please help us get the reviews up over 100. So I'd like you guys to, if you've not yet left a review, obviously most of you listening have purchased the book, but you haven't gone back to Amazon and left a review, please do it. Um, and do it sincerely. Don't just do it because I'm guilting you into doing it or you feel <laughs> obligated. Please actually read a couple chapters in the book and leave your honest, ethical uh, feedback. I'm not trying to uh, coerce you or bribe you or anything. But I do I really would appreciate it because here's what's happening. This book is basically starting to form a bit of a movement in the real estate industry. You guys can tell that by reading the other comments from the other uh, people that purchased the book. And you guys, you're, these list, you, those of you who are listening, and I always have to remind myself some of you are listening to us for the first time. But you guys are on the leading edge of really I think what's going to be – and it's not, just, it's not a Tim and Julie thing. It's a us thing. It's all of us. There's a return to sanity that's needed in the real estate industry. There's this breaking free of sort of this really insane uh, methodology that people are trying to uh, overlay really the core beauty that is being a real estate agent. And, you know, if in, in the, the industry as a whole, it was focused on uh, being of service uh, to other people like 30 years ago, and now it just seems confused and it, it seems lost. And look, guys – Look, I'm going to be my truth self right now, and I'm going to be really blunt. And I, I say I am very clear about why you guys – some of you come to us, and you're so screwed up in your heads about what it takes to be successful in real estate. Every single person out there who's in a position of leadership in the real estate industry, outside of maybe some of the brokerages, but all the you know self-proclaimed um, motivational speakers and the gurus and all this, these guys all have an agenda – and their agenda isn't to sell coaching or training or their whatever, you know, silver belt project. If you look at, for example, our biggest competitor, he is sponsored by Bank of America. If you guys weren't selling real estate back in the day, you need to talk with someone who was during the recession and, and ask how Bank of America actually treated real estate agents. And he's also sponsored by Zillow. And a lot of you guys listening right now, you realize that Zillow is, in essence, a competitor of yours. They're certainly not a partner. I mean, they're a partner to you like a tick is a partner to a dog. I mean, that's just a fact. 
you know, they're, if you want to do business with them, fine. But frankly, buying buyer leads is absolutely insane if you know how to take listings. If you know how to take listings and you're an effective listing agent, trust me when I tell you, you're going to have to beat the buyer leads off the stick. Okay? That, all these things I'm telling you right now are ir- irrefutable truths. And building a business based on buying buyer leads, boy, that rhymes, um, is really, truly the fast track to, um, frankly, being broke. As soon as the market changes, as soon as they decide to lower or increase your rates, as soon as they decide to, you know, reshuffle the deck. So in essence, the leads that you were getting before aren't the leads you're – all this bullshit that you're subjecting yourself to because you've not made an, a 100% commitment be, to becoming the best form of you as far as a listing agent that you possibly can be. So look, guys, you know, you've got to work buyers. That's fine. But I really, truly do want you to be very clear that when you are not focused on becoming a powerful listing agent, you're always going to be subject to all the absolute manipulative insanity that's out there right now in the real estate space. It honestly bothers me, sincerely bothers me, because Julie and I are just like you guys. Look, we came from nothing. You know, Julie and I, we sold real estate just like you guys did. We sold real estate for a long time. We sold a crap ton of real estate. We sold over 100 houses our first year in the business. Okay. These are all truths, facts. I'm not making that up. We have been there, done that. And what really bothers me is that I know how you, we are the same people. All of you guys listening and Julie and I, we're all cut from the same cloth. I know what it's like to be, I don't say I know what it's like. I know what it's like to feel the feelings that you guys feel every day. So do all of our coaches. So does all of our staff that has sold real estate. And, you know, and when I see you guys suffering like some of you do, we have a massive audience on this podcast. We have a massive audience that have basically been coaching clients. And when I hear the stories that you guys are telling me, it breaks my heart because what happens is you guys sign up for all these little silver bullet, done for you, buying buyer lead, whatever things. And you guys go to the motivational speaker and they dance around and they do all their Tony Robbins ripoff things and try to, you know, con you with NLP and all this other crap. This is all what's happening right now. And if you got, a lot of you guys, I was going to say not sophisticated enough, and I don't think that was the truth. A lot of you guys don't trust your intuition and don't realize that these people are full of shit. And so as a result of that, you sign up for all these programs. You sign up for all these lead generation things. You sign up for all these clever widgets. You sign up for all these fancy lead follow-up systems and fancy websites. You sign up for all this crap because after all, you went to listen to so-and-so speak, and they told you this is what you need to have. And now what's happening is you're spending thousands of dollars, and you're quickly going broke, and none of that shit's working. And you think the problem – and this is where it gets to the, really the heart of why these people piss me off. You think the problem is you. They tell you, oh, it's working, so-and-so, you know, top producer this and top producer that, although they're getting paid to say what they're saying, or you know, they're advocating this program or that program. This is what's happening. This is how corrupt this has all become, guys. Maybe corrupt's too strong of a word, but this is what's happened. And so you're not knowing how to filter the information you're receiving, many of you. If you've been in the business for a long time, as long as we have, you've seen all this stuff arise and you see it for what it is. I mean, guys, the top producers, they don't participate in any of this crap. They don't because they know better. But the rest of you, those of you coming into the business, you've got to say not just no but hell no because what's going to happen is the stuff's not going to work. You're going to be packing all kinds of money on your credit card. You're not going to make any money, and then you're going to get out of the business, and you're going to fail. And for the rest of your life, you're going to carry that burden around that you failed. That's what pisses me off because they're not telling you the truth. Now, sometimes these supposed gurus and motivational speakers aren't telling you the truth because they just don't know because they've never sold real estate before. I'm going to give them that. Okay, There, that's my hall pass. 
but I don't really believe that's true. I think they know what they're saying is mostly bullshit, and they say it anyway because they're getting paid to. Okay? There you go. There's a whole diatribe I just gave you guys, which I'm going to get a whole bunch of shit about in my email, but I don't care because it's the truth. Julie and I are advocates for individual real estate agents because nobody else is. That's where our heart and our soul is, and it always will be, and we will never deviate from that. We will never change from that. Yeah, we get people calling us up and asking us, offering us a lot of money, and they want to basically have some access to all of you guys. They want us to give you guys, you know, oh, you know what, so-and-so, this, the other thing. I'll interview those guys occasionally, though you guys have noticed that we're not interviewing a lot of them anymore, um, because the reason they don't want me interviewing them is because the other people I've had on the show before that I've interviewed that are trying to sell stuff for you guys, to you guys, I've asked them the hard questions, and they didn't like it. And so now when I get these uh, solicitations, sometimes they'll offer us money to be on the podcast, and they'll usually come in from a press agent, and the press agent will also send along the questions that they want me to ask. You think I'm going to do that? Hell no, because I want to ask the questions to make it so that you guys can make an informed decision. And it usually only takes me, when you've listened to some of those podcasts, and we haven't done one in a long time because they won't come on the show anymore, because if they do want to come on the show, like occasionally we will have someone on the show, I'm going to tell them I'm going to ask the hard questions, and I'm going to drill down, and I'm not going to let you guys basically obfuscate your answer to the point where I'm not going to get the truth out of you. And if you try to slime when you're answering the question, I'm not going to let you slime away. Okay? When I tell them that, and they say, dude, I'm down. I can handle it. Let's do it. Let's go into the podcast octagon. <laughs> you know, Then I'll have them on the show, but none of them want to do that. They don't because they don't want to be publicly outed for the crap that they're selling because they ultimately know it doesn't work. There it is. That's the truth. That's the reason we wrote this book. That's the reason we do what we do because we're advocates for you guys. That's what drives us. You guys know that when you listen to the show. You know that when you're part of our coaching program. So you have to be ultimately – you are going to have to be really, really rigid about who you're getting information from and absolutely positively stay true, stay on mission, stay focused to what your highest and truest purpose is, which is being of service to other people. And guys, listen, you have to stay focused on doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. We are never going to try to talk you into the easy button. We're never going to try to basically say you can skip a step. We're never going to tell you all that stuff. If you really want to earn true, lasting success, suck it up, buttercup. That's the truth. But damn, that doesn't sell from a stage, does it? That doesn't sell from a motivational video on YouTube, does it? Nope, but it's the truth. Okay? It's the truth, and you know it, don't you? You do. You do. You know it. I know you do. That's the reason you guys are listening to us, tens of thousands of you every day. So the next step for you is going to actually be applying it. Don't just continue to hear Julie and I say this. Actually do it. Absorb it. Make it your lifestyle. Make it who you are, not just in this business, but in every aspect of your life and how you treat other people. And how you treat your family, how you treat your loved ones, how you treat you know, your God, how you treat when your own body. That's what I want you guys to do. Stop not taking responsibility for the outcomes that you're experiencing on this planet. Everything that's going on in your life right now is because of the choices that you're making right now and the choices you made yesterday. So if there's aspects of your life that you don't like, your fault. Nobody else's fault. Hillary Clinton comes out with this new book, right? Oh, my God, Tim's going to talk about politics. Oh, my God. No, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about politics. I'm just going to talk about Hillary's book. I didn't read it, 
but I read uh, – I, I didn't read the whole thing, but I read a little bit of it. I listened to a little bit of her reading about it, and I don't understand that the mindset of not owning a problem that you created. There is nothing that I've come across in all of that because it's fascinating. It's history, right? There's nothing I've come across where she said, you know what? I screwed up. You know what? The outcome that I got was because I didn't double down on this or I didn't you know, rise to the occasion on that. You know, none of those things. I know I'm not being – maybe I'm being a little political, but I'm really not. I'm just using a very obvious example of some, the outcome that somebody has when they basically aren't willing to take responsibility, when they aren't willing to really truly drill down. Don't be like that, guys. Look, I'm not asking you to run for president. I'm not even suggesting that you guys should even focus on anybody else beyond yourself, your immediate family, your centers of influence and past clients, maybe your church community. You know, I'm not even suggesting you go outside your immediate bubble. But inside that immediate bubble, be a leader. Be somebody that other people can emulate. Be somebody that you're proud of. That's all I'm asking you guys to do. Okay? And so you need to stay true. You need to stay on your mission. So the topic of today's show is how – actually, we just renamed this, didn't we? So the topic of today's show is – what was the topic of today's show, Julie? I just renamed it. How to be it your best how self to be now. The, actually, we renamed it. How to be the best version of you now. That's right. <laughs> so before we get to point number one, and we set this – and we, it, I'm kind of – what I just talked about is similar to what we're going to be talking about. But before we get to our first point, Julie, we've got to show some love to the people that are giving us you know, great comments on Facebook and great comments on Amazon, any particular – uh, reader reviews yeah. or uh, yes. Well, I got some great examples of agents that are doing exactly what you're talking about. Suck it up, Buttercup. Get to work. It's the work that gets you into momentum and keeps you there. Not all this other crap, as you would say. Uh, so, Brooke Nye in Oakland, Indiana, on Facebook says, "Can y'all celebrate with me, please? This upcoming Monday will be my fifth closing in four weeks. I'm exhausted but loving hey, we, it. Just wanted to share so with let's you. Let's celebrate." Yes. Let's celebrate with her. Ready? Hey. We're gonna embarrass. Yep. We're gonna embarrass ourselves. No, we gotta go. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Your turn. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Go, Brooke. All right. That's right. There you go, Brooke. Good job. <laughs> we just humiliated ourselves in front of ten thousand people for you. So good job. Yes. But she says, just wanted to share with you who would thoroughly understand the amount of hustle it takes to close one home per week. Looking forward to my vacay next month in Orange Beach. So go, Brooke. Nice job on that. Proving to everyone that you can do it, and most importantly, proving to yourself that you can do it. Also, a quick shout-out to a longtime listener and coaching client, Dennis Couturier, 18 open house signs and 1,000 invites delivered today. Time to rock my open houses. So nice job on that, making the effort to not just sit the open house, but to turn it into a monetizing event, not to mention helping your sellers out. Okay, let's see. Several new members just doing shout-outs and saying, you know, uh, give me some advice and that kind of thing. But we have an unusual amount on Facebook right now, Tim, of some beautiful, freshly done pre-listing packages. Lots of different uh, versions, but all the same format, and they just look fantastic. There's a posting uh, some of our agents are thinking about their past client center of influence, pop buys, and um, appreciation events for fourth quarter. So a lot of discussion on that. And I think that's all of my quick shout-outs. And then we can go over to a couple of little book reviews. We very much appreciate that. And I actually know this client. Her first name is Swan. She writes, Harris Rules is an excellent book for real estate agents. Tim and Julie provided practical, down-to-earth, clear, and systematic, step-by-step approach in helping agents build a successful and rewarding career. I highly recommend this gem to any and all agents who would like to perform at their top level. Thank you, Julie and Tim. Job well done. So thank you, Swan. 
I know that you're implementing because I know who you are. And thanks so much for your kind words and your five-star review. Let's see, one more quick one, another five-star review from Miss Walker. The generosity with which Tim and Julie share their experience they've gained over decades reinforces their commitment to serving others. They have a marked clear path to success and invited all of us on the journey. I thought that was quite well written. And on to our topic du jour, making yourself the best you you can be today. So want to jump in? So let's talk about this. Well, so this takes us back to when we sold real estate. A lot of this stuff that we share with you guys on the podcast could only really be uh, shared because of the fact that we've been there, done that, like many of you guys have. Some of you guys that are listening, you've known us since we started in real estate. Some of you guys know us from our Howard Britton days. So I want you guys, and some of you guys haven't had this experience yet, but I'm going to share with you something that you will experience or remind some of you an experience you've had many times. Have you ever gone into somebody's house before in a listing presentation usually? And it was a time capsule. In essence, usually nowadays when you guys go on listing appointments, a lot of the houses will be time capsules. These are older houses, or older folks' houses, but there will be time capsules from the 80s and the 90s. Now it's mostly the 90s. Where By time capsule, I mean the decorating's the same. Maybe even the appliances are the same. The pictures are the same. The upholstery's the same. The carpet's the same. The drapes are the same. TV probably got upgraded. Come on now. It's football season after all. But for the most part, everything is the exact same as it was during the era in their lives when they're the most happiest and generally speaking what you'll see is when they were raising their children isn't that interesting now if they hadn't had kids it'll be other things it'll be an era maybe when they were in college or they'll be everything will be essentially a time capsule or a, a historical you know retrospective of when they were the happiest now they don't do this Consciously, this is all happening subconsciously. This is their own private cave, their lair. And everything around it is going to remind them of when they were happy. Isn't that interesting? Aren't many of you living the exact same way? Aren't many of you basically living in all uh, homes and environments that are basically a representation of when you were the happiest? Isn't that fascinating? Now, let's drill down a little bit on that. The commonality of all these sort of you know situations is they were generally speaking the happiest when they were in service to other people. Think about what I just said. I just strung two ideas together, and if you get it, at least some of you will have an epiphany. So most of the time when you walk into these houses and they look outdated, first of all, obviously, you never criticize. You never say anything nasty. You keep your yap shut. That's not your job. Even if the seller is saying, I know the house is outdated, you keep your mouth shut because the truth is, is they've kept the house in that condition, not because of money most times. It's because it made them happy because it's when in their lives they felt they were in the most contribution to other people. And usually that, the, that emotion comes in play uh, when they're raising families. Okay? So when they're raising kids, that's when they felt the most uh, even though at the time, had you asked them, they would have maybe told you that you know all they do is work. They never are you know have any time for themselves. There's never enough money. There's always kids going to soccer. There's always this, that, the other thing. But as they've gotten older, they now realize that that was their happiest times of their lives usually because that's when they were in contribution. That's when they were being service to other people. In this case, their family. Can you guys at least you know sort of intellectually understand what I'm saying and accept that it's true? So. The premise for what we're asking you guys to do now is be honest with yourself for today's and probably tomorrow's podcast and ask yourself when you, when you were the happiest. So I'm setting up the next points that we're going to bring to you. So when were you the happiest? When was your era? You know, when were you, you know, like 
<laughs> a lean, mean thought machine. When were you hot? When were you physically strong? When were you basically feeling like all the cards that you were getting dealt were just basically winning hands? Some of you, that was maybe a decade. Some of you, that was maybe an hour. Some of you, that may have been decades. But in most cases, for many of you, it was a long time ago. And that's the interesting thing I've learned from coaching. So sometimes people will come to us and they'll say, Tim, I want to, get, I want to basically do what I've always wanted to do. I have never really – I've always felt like I've always been holding back. I never felt like I've actually left it on the field to use another – you know, pull football again. I never actually feel like I actually put forth my best effort consistently for a long period of time. I always gave myself the easy pass, always let myself be a little bit lazy, and now I'm at a point in my life where I'm absolutely positively realizing it was a huge mistake. I need to buckle down. And I need to really focus. Colin, who I had my coaching call with prior to today's call, I'm thinking about you right now. So – the question I asked them after that is, when were you happiest? Can you tell me a time in your life when you really felt like you had all your shit together? And almost always, if it's a man, he's going to talk about career and he's going to talk about family. And if it's a woman, not being political, not being sexist, that's almost always going to be a family answer. That's just a fact. So, peep, again, it goes back to the premise that people feel the happiest, the most in sync with their truest nature, which is being of service to other people, when they were raising their families, when they were being successful. And I asked them to describe what they looked like, what they felt like. I asked them to describe what their day was like. I asked them to describe what kind of movies they watched and foods they ate and things, you know, exercises and all the rest of it. And usually they resist. They act like they don't remember, but then you, you know, I'm a coach, so I keep poking it, and then finally they start, you know, like, they'll start pouring out their memories, and usually that's the form of which it starts. So they'll start talking about a story, they'll start talking about an adventure, they'll start talking about, you know, a, a, just something that was a real bright shining star from that era in their lives. Okay, now so here's the thing: most of us get stuck. In that particular era, and like I said, it could be 10 years, it could be one year, it could be five years, it could be 20 years, but we get stuck, and as time progresses, we just say, well, that was my time. Everything else now is going to be a downward slope. Now, some of us do that consciously. We are too attracted to the idea of being perpetually comfortable, and as a result of that, we stop doing what it took for us to be in that sort of the highest, truest form of ourselves, the happiest time of our lives. That, when I actually go through a bunch of coaching questions – came from as a result of a lot of drudgery and work and doing what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it. And basically then they reap the rewards of it, be it familial success or be it you know, financial success or whatever it was. To get there, it didn't just land in their lap. They actually had to do some of the core things that we want folks to do. But then they achieved the success, and they never went back to reproduce it. And so the success died. And in many cases, they basically have been living a diminished version of themselves for decades so, Julie, I'm going to have a sip of my coffee, lovely Starbucks mm-hmm. cup today, by the way. Anything you want to add to that? Well, so I, I think it's a good time to be introspective and actually answer these questions and not just say, hey, that was another great Tim rant that kind of made me think for 30 seconds. Actually write down, when was your era? Was it high school? Was it college? Was it your previous career? Before or after kids, raising your kids? When was your era and why? Be introspective. Point number two is, what did you look like and feel like during, quote, the best of those times? Were you in better shape? That's a common answer that we get. You were working out consistently. Another common answer, I was actually following a schedule. Sometimes that's because somebody made you follow a schedule, which is probably related to why high school worked for some of you. 
Sometimes it's because your job was making you a schedule, and sometimes you were just more disciplined than you are now. Were you on a schedule? Military guys? Yeah, Military guys, a lot of you guys, when we asked that question, even though back when you were in the suck, right, when you were forward deployed in Afghanistan, you Marine guys, who are a lot of you are clients, and, you know, back in the day, if I would have asked you, if, you know, is this, the, is this your era, you would have said, dude, look around, are you kidding me? But now, 10 or 15 years later, you look back upon that time as your happiest time because you are part of something. You are forward deployed. You are in the mission. You are physically in great shape. You are supporting your friends around you. You are having a purpose in your clear. life. You know, yes. you weren't distracted. You didn't have the luxury of trying things out. It was very clear what your mission was. So the next question is, who chose that era to happen, and when did it end for you? You know, in the case of the military, you came back home. That era maybe ended for you because your service ended, okay? In the case of those of you who were rock stars in high school, well, you graduated. Maybe it's when your kids left the nest, okay? Maybe it's when you left the nest for your first job that you loved. It could be anything, but who chose that era to happen? When did it end for you? Point number four, who chose for it to stop? Did you choose for it to stop or did somebody else? Did it just sort of come to an end because perhaps you became complacent? What caused it to come to an end? And, Tim, I'm going to turn the rest of the call over to you because i got to get ready for premiere. But I think this is a really interesting topic, and we'll continue it tomorrow as well. Back to you. So, guys, there it is. I, I want to go back to the one question that Julie just asked, and I thought it was just freaking awesome if you guys think about it. You know, who chose for that era to stop? And, you know, she said it perfect. Like, when you got out of the military, it's very common for people just to lose direction. They're used to being, you know, I'm using a military term, it's called on mission. In other words, they, they felt like they were part of something. They were defending the country, right? Now, a lot of defending the country is absolute sheer boredom and doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But look at the elements of the tenets that made it so that that period in their lives were, was so incredibly meaningful. They were being forced to do what they didn't want to do and they didn't want to do it. They were uh, in, a, in a, an environment that basically had a purpose. They were uh, supporting each other. They were literally supporting each other from getting shot. I mean, when you're in that type of environment, it changes the wiring of your brain. And some of these guys come out of the military, and they don't, they're not in that environment anymore, and they're lost, and some of them get into real estate, and guess what? They're even more lost, and then they discover us, and hopefully we give them the direction they're looking for it, that's a very succinct easy to understand example but some of you guys it's there was no beginning part and ending part of your uh, greatest era we use era i know era is usually 10 years but i mean maybe your era was just you know a year or two or three i, I think back to um you know how many of you guys this greatest era was back in high school right you may have been popular the pretty girl back in high school right you're funny. You're everything. And then as basically you got out of high school, there's a very succinct four-year period. Then all of a sudden you were just another person. And now you look back on your high school days. Oh, my God, you love reading the yearbook. When no one else was looking, you put on your football jacket or your – you guys get the point? That was something that happened decades ago. That was your greatest era. And then in your lives, you have never recreated that. You In your lives, you have just accepted the fact that I can't have ever-increasing – improving existence on this planet. You've just basically said, that was my time, forget it. When I was raising my kids, some of you, that's kind of a beginning and end, that was my greatest time. When I was past career, or some of you, oh my gosh, I talked to some of you, and it's like you have this memory of prior to the housing bust, what, 15 years ago, 12 years ago, and you say, oh, Tim, I had rental properties, I was a multimillionaire, I was, you know, whatever, whatever. 
Okay, what's happened since then? I'm just getting by. So in other words, you have made the decision that that was what you were going to get, and you're never going to get it again. You guys understanding where we're coming from with this concept? You can't, you've consciously or maybe subconsciously made a decision to essentially have a very mediocre and boring life because you believe and your core belief is of scarcity. You're believing that it's a, the, that experience that you had during your greatest era can never happen again because we're only allowed to have a certain amount of those or, or, or there's a limited time <laughs> that we can have, that we can live in that heightened state. Isn't that fascinating? Now, you might say, I don't think like that, but you act like that. You live like that. You are that. So here's what we're going to pick up on tomorrow. What if you were to decide the next 10 years? You guys knew where I was going. You knew where we were going with this, right? What if you were to decide the next 10 years was going to be your greatest era of your life? What would, I, what would it look like? What would it feel like? What would you have to do? What does that actually even friggin' mean? I mean, some of you guys listening are in your 70s. We have some folks that are in their 80s, late 80s. Some of you guys listening are in your 20s, right? In your 20s, you guys think, oh, I got all ahead of me. Screw this. You know, whatever. This old fart Harris, he's 47. How the hell does he know, right? I'll just freaking do what he's talking about in 10 years. No, you won't. It'll be too late. It'll be much harder for all kinds of other reasons. So no matter where you are on the age spectrum, here's the question I have for you. What if you were to decide, and this is where we'll pick up tomorrow, to make the next 10 years of your life the best 10 years of your life? You need a plan. We'll help you with that. But I need you to start thinking in terms of what would, that, what would you feel like? Remember I was talking about those feeling emotional words before? What would it feel like? What would you look like? What were the experiences you would have if the next 10 years of your life were going to be the best 10 years of your life? Fascinating, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't that cool to know that you, it can be? Kind of feels neat, doesn't it? That's what I want you guys to drill down on focus. We're going to pick up where we left off today, tomorrow. And look, I know some of you guys listen to us for entertainment while you're having lunch. You send us pictures sometimes of us on your iPad while you're having glasses of wine, and that's great. But please, take this stuff seriously. Don't let another second in your life go by and just take it for granted. Guys, look, we only live once and we're dead a real long time right? We only live once and we're dead a real long time. You might as well make the most of every moment you have on this planet. You need a plan, but what you need more than anything else is you guys need to get into action. That's what tomorrow's show is going to be about. Look, if you need us for anything, I want you guys to email us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. It is our pleasure and honor to call so many of you guys our coaching clients. We sincerely appreciate the support you guys have given us as we get our message out. Trust me when I tell you it hasn't been easy at every turn of the road. There's people that are trying to slow us down from you know, disseminating directly to agents the truth. They don't want you guys to know what we're telling you for the most part. I don't want to sound like a Looney Tunes conspiracy theorist, but I have to tell you the deeper I go down the well and I learn more about some of these companies that are being pushed on you guys – the more I'm realizing how really utterly corrupt the whole system has become. It's like, it almost feels like I'm dealing in politics, truthfully. It's like somebody who I used to respect is now basically advocating some system, and then I find out through conversations that it's because that person got paid a million dollars, and all of a sudden they've sold their soul, and they basically are an official sponsor of Pick Your Evil Empire Company, and they're pushing and using all their brand credibility and all their trustworthiness that they've rightfully earned over their careers, and they're pushing all that on you guys, and you guys aren't stopping to realize that they're selling you something because they're being paid to sell it to you. I am not going to do that, and Julie and I will always basically stand in the way of that happening. If you need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. 
Guys, have a fantastic day. Remember, you can listen to past podcasts going to timandjulieharris.com or go to iTunes or go to Stitcher. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.